Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now, let the show begin. Hello, and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today, we're welcoming program author Lisa Fox, and she's the author of Core Truths, a collection of short stories. Before I bring in today's guests, a quick reminder that selected interviews are available at our website, as well as on major platforms like Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many more. Lisa, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing today, Don? Good. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Well, I am a writer from New Jersey. I came back to writing fiction about seven or eight years ago after taking a bit of a hiatus. I am a market researcher by trade, a mom of two teenagers who keep me extremely busy. So tell us about your book. So Core Truths is, is, as you mentioned, a collection of short stories. They are speculative fiction short stories. So 18 of them in total. It ranges from sci-fi to fantasy, magical realism, a little bit of horror in there, too. Now, who did you write your book for specifically? Who's your target audience here? And that's a great question. So I think primarily for readers who enjoy both speculative fiction and the art of the short story form. It's also for people who perhaps have been interested in speculative fiction, but may shy away from it because of, you know, all the very heavy world building. That's not what I do in this book. Really, the idea is to give people the opportunity to be transported away to other worlds, other times, without the technical jargon that kind of makes it messy sometimes and heavy. Again, they're short stories, so it's really a bite-sized form. And it is written in a lyrical form. So not only does it really lean in heavily to genre tropes, but certainly uses language to transform and transport the reader in a different way. So could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you would say runs throughout the book? Absolutely. So the book itself, the stories included really focus on those deep rooted truths that make us who we are and really the things that drive the choices, the decisions that we make. Hence the title Core Truths. You know, as I mentioned, 18 short stories. There's a story about a clone who longs to be recognized as a person. There's a mother who won't give up on the child who's considered long dead, the scientist who questions her own morality, values when forced to decide between the value of one life and the lives of many. You know, certainly different worlds different times, different characters, but so much of the decision process that is made by these characters, just some of the moral challenges that they face are, you know, even though you're looking at people in different planets in different times, really goes down to what it really means to be human at the end of the day. And I think that's something everybody can relate to. So if you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life? I think it's really around the idea of making the reader stop and think, you know, reflect on their own lives. As I mentioned, the stories are really, you know, short stories, but I'm hoping, and and I've been told by others that the stories are deep. So kind of like a deep dive into a pool, there's just enough time to really feel that adrenaline rush as you're diving in, enough time to really foster that feeling of the cold hitting you going deep, coming back up for air, somehow different, somehow changed, even if it's just for a moment. So if you were asked to compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why? 
So I think short story collections are a bit challenging to compare specifically, but I think if we look at the work of Kazuro Ishiguro, um, particularly Clara and the Sun, Never Let Me Go, a lot of the themes explored in those novels are quite similar to what I do in my short story collection. And, and certainly even the style or the lyrical approach really does mirror that work as well. So probably the closest that I can think of. So where did you get the inspiration for this book? Great question. So this is actually a compilation of about seven years of short story writing. Always knew I wanted to do a collection. And just the idea came to me in terms of what that throughput looks like. The title of the collection is Core Truths, and it's actually the the same title as one of the stories in the collection, actually one of my favorite stories I've ever written. And I just thought, as I looked across my work, as I looked across the types of stories I've written, the types of characters I've written, the types of situations that I've written about, I think core truths is a really important key central theme that applies across the board and was really just logical as I started piecing together the stories and you know what fit to tell a larger story, even within the confines of you know adding short stories together. Now, do you base any of your stories on real life experiences or people you might have encountered? I think there's always a tiny grain of something I've experienced in every story that I write. It could be, you know, a person I've met. It could be a personal challenge, a tragedy I've experienced, things that scare me the most. Several of the characters in the stories actually were based on people I know. The young boy in my lead story, Something Rare and Beautiful, is actually based on my youngest son. My oldest son, who just started college, actually appears in the story Don't Blink, which is also in the collection. There are various just nuances of some of my characters that reflect, you know, things my husband has done or, you know, things one of my parents has done. So there is always a hint of truth in it based on real life experiences, even if not, you know, this character is directly based on this person. Can you tell us briefly about a couple of the characters in the book? Sure. So, Again, as a collection of short stories, every story has a different character. The lead story in the book, the first story in the book, Something Rare and Beautiful, is about a father and a son in a dystopian world who encounter a woman, an old woman, who is not permitted to exist in this particular story. The elderly are essentially you know, banned. Uh, after 40, you disintegrate, <laughs> essentially. So this father and son encounter this anomaly. There's a brief story in there, a microfiction story about a vampire who actually questions Doc. And, and the whole story is about him, you know, really kind of thinking through all the things he's been told he should or shouldn't do and, you know, kind of longing for the sunrise. There's a character in there that is it's actually based on in the 1950s in Hell's Kitchen. And the character is really, you know, very dedicated to his mother and wanting to make a better life for her. And so he starts doing some questionable things and encounters really just it's sort of a ghost, I guess. But it's his conscience, essentially, that follows him around and helps him to learn to live a better life. There's another piece where there's a mother whose child essentially drowned from what the world thinks, but she thinks differently. And she just goes out on this ice-covered lake, you know, day after day after day, trying to get her son back because she thought somebody took the son from her and that he wasn't dead. She was the only one who felt that he was still alive. There is a scientist who 
whose planet is dying, who is sent on a mission and discovers a different group of people, develops relationships with one of these creatures, essentially, on a different planet, and is forced to make a choice when she realizes that the creature that she encounters in their world is the one thing that can save her own, but with dire consequences. So if you were a character in one of your stories, which character would you like to be? I think probably the father in the lead story, something rare and beautiful, just because of his bravery and defying the rules of his world to show kindness to another and really teach his child the value of kindness. That's just so important in today's world. And, and, and sometimes I think difficult, just given the world that we're in. Also, uh, there's another character who's actually a time-traveling android. It's just, the story's called The Outlaw of Unintended Consequences. And I just think it would be fun to chase a villain, you know, over the course of different time periods as this character does. So did your environment, perhaps, or upbringing play any major role in your writing? So when I was a child, you know, probably 10 or so, my godmother had introduced me to the Reader's Digest condensed books. And you know, she'd sit on one end of the couch reading. I'd sit on the other end of the couch reading. And really, I just devoured these books. So with that experience and just the, the great relationship I had with my godmother, it really kind of sparked an interest in reading. I became an avid reader. And then a lot of times when you do become an avid reader, the imagination goes, you start getting an interest in writing. Um, from the time I was in grammar school, you know, really any kind of writing, any kind of composition class was really just, you know, what energized me. And it just became a part of what I did. I'd say some of my best memories of childhood were sitting on the couch with those books and definitely inspired me to have a love of not only reading, but certainly writing and creating. So what can you tell us about this genre and why you decided to write in this genre? I love writing speculative fiction and for a variety of reasons. I think, you know, there are certain rules in most fiction and even in speculative fiction, there are some quote unquote rules. But at the same time, there really are no rules. You can build an entire world that doesn't exist. You can insert characters that you know, represent the greatest challenges of humanity, whether you're doing it from a dramatic perspective, from a comedic perspective, just so many ways you can take it. You can use different metaphors to really shine a light on what's important in life, just really let you stretch your imagination to capacity while still delivering a meaningful work of fiction. So what's been your most rewarding experience since publishing your book? Of course, getting good reviews, that always helps. I think having strangers, you know, out in the internet world who don't need to be nice to me, reviewing my work and just really talking about the things that touch them in any one of the stories, that really means a lot to me. I also think just the support of family and friends, support from unexpected places in some cases, you know, coworkers, colleagues, you know, friends, folks from my writing group. I can tell you my father-in-law is not a reader of fiction at all, and he actually read my book book cover to cover. And not only did he read it cover to cover, you know, he would sit down and ask me questions about every one of the stories that I wrote. And that really just means a lot to me, just in terms of not only, you know, getting readers to read the book, but getting non-readers to read the book and really have it having some meaning to them. So how would you describe your writing style? Lyrical. I tend to describe it as literary speculative fiction. I do write genre fiction, but it's not necessarily one that, you know, would kind of fit into that box where people, you know, usually think of it as genre work per se. Really, one of my key objectives is to build, you know, world building, of course, but in a fast brush stroke. So it's really for people who want to read speculative fiction, but perhaps, you know, have hesitated because of that heavy world building. It gives you the opportunity to really come into the world quickly, 
understand the world you're in, deep dive into the characters and really you know, come away feeling something different. And certainly the use of language, I think, in writing is so important. It's an art that I don't know that you know, the next generation has really learned to embrace and I'm hoping they will. You know, just in this world of emojis, I think the art of language is just, it's beautiful and it's important to us as humans, to our culture for so many reasons. So if you had to choose, would you say you're more of a character artist or more a plot-driven writer? I actually don't necessarily consider myself either. Usually my ideas start with, you know, a germ of an idea, might be an image, might be a feeling, and it usually builds from there. Sometimes the character shows up first from there. Sometimes the plot is born from that germ of an idea. It really varies based on the story and, and just, you know, where my imagination goes from there. So in your opinion, who should buy your book? I think people who enjoy speculative fiction. I think people who like short stories, certainly folks who want to like speculative fiction, but are afraid of getting stuck in a bunch of you know technical jargon and just heavy world building. That's not what my book is all about. I think in particular, as a female writer of speculative fiction, I think women like me, women in middle age in particular, who want to dive into speculative fiction, who don't have a whole lot of time to dedicate to a full novel, and who really want to feel something. A lot of my stories really focus on themes around parenthood and certainly in speculative form that makes things, you know, a really different, interesting way of approaching it. You know, certainly I think many ages would enjoy this book. Minimum, I'd say, you know, junior, senior in high school, probably the youngest that would appreciate some of these stories. Do you have a website? I do. It's lisafoxiswriting.com. Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been Lisa Fox, and she's the author of Core Truth, a collection of short stories. Lisa, thanks very much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they, too, have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. And whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, The Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorshow.com. Theauthorshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.